I think schnitzel, I'm just going to use schnitzel throughout because I just love saying the word schnitzel. It's um, <laughs> good. I, had, I mean, other than the meaning of the word, like, like, how did you even come up with the nickname? So it's, uh, I was wondering if you were going to ask me. It's actually a sad story. Okay. <laughs> First thing we're doing is cutting this out. <laughs> I mean, you can put it in. Um, so in school, I was, um, my last name is Schmidt. So it starts with S-C-H. And um, in Swiss German, there's a word Schweinchen, meaning piggy. And I was overweight in school and people mocked me and called me piggy all the time, which I hated. And so I once I yelled at them and said, like, stop calling me this. And so they they tried to find another name for me that still like that still insulted me a little bit, but not like outright called me piggy. So they found schnitzel because schnitzel is made from pigs. And somehow this stuck. And so <laughs> and then when you know, you go to the internet, you're like, uh, what should I do? And so, yeah, it's just a name that was pretty much available all the time. Um, I fought a long time to get schnitzel on Twitter. That was hard because somebody was already there, but eventually they stopped using it. And at the beginning of Twitter, you could actually send an email to the support and saying, hey, can you please free up this email, this oh, account? Cool. It hasn't tweeted for a long time, and they did. Um, what is really funny, though, my Twitter, uh, my Instagram account is also schnitzel. And I always have people that follow me. And then, like two weeks later, I get an angry DM from them saying, "Like you never post schnitzel pictures." <laughs> so, that yeah, is wow. awesome. But beside of that, is a good name. There's some hardcore schnitzel fans out there. Oh yeah, yes, yes. I wow. promise, though. Every time I eat schnitzel, I I I, inst- I put a picture of it on Insta. That's what I was about to say. You got to <laughs> sprinkle a couple of schnitzels in there while you're orange pilling people, you know, around yes. Bitcoin. <laughs> Welcome to Pod 256, a weekly Bitcoin podcast focused on mining, energy, and proof of work. Hosted by me, I'm back, Rod at Bitkite on Twitter, and you can also find me on Noster. Also, with just the only and greatest of all time, Econo Alchemist, as my co-conspirator. We are missing the insufferable Robert Warren at Bikes and Bitcoin this week, who's on a nice little family vacay. Uh, we will not disclose the location, but there may be a specific um, national event that may happen while he's there. And um, that's a little inside joke between me and Eco. Uh, we are now on episode number 22. Eco, my friend, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm great. I miss being... You're, yeah, you're back from vacation. I, was, I am back from vacation, you know. Um, uh, I've... I was at the park this past week, and I'm at the park now. We had uh, another banging Bitcoin week full of bit devs. We hosted our first golf classic. We, oh yeah, that's right. How'd that go, dude? It weather was pristine. Uh, the course was amazing. The hospitality of the staff was just perfect. We had nine foursomes, thirty six players. Everyone was just like awesome. We had range of players, like somebody that couldn't even get off, like two yards in front of the tee to like the former 2018 Tennessee amateur champion. Here's where not to go on a quick, of course, right when we go off the start of the show, but fucking Matt O'Dell's team won. Um, I'm like the wedding planner for this thing. I'm organizing all the foursomes. 
and this motherfucker. And he, I paired him up with a friend of mine who is the former collegiate player at a, a, a pretty big school. And he actually, I found out later, he also coached at the school. Anyways, he was just like six foot four, 250, just bombing drives. And then you got Matt and a couple, and their, their team was just like scrappy and they beat us by two strokes. Um, oh, damn. And the, the, the Tennessee AM guy, uh, BTC Aaron, his team uh, was uh, one stroke behind Matt. But overall fun. And uh, next year, we'll have you out there, Eco. Yeah, maybe. I mean, golf. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a set of clubs. I'm not great, but what I enjoy most about golf, it's like the only time that it's okay for me to drink before 9 a.m. That's right. That's right. And I, I always have a blast when I'm out there on the greens. And we, and we played a scramble. And so what a scramble is, is you like everyone hits the drive and then you take the best drive and then you play the next shot from there, all four of them. And then you go take that next best ball and then you play it and then you play it all the way in. So you yeah, could just be no, like, that's, that's the only way to do it when you've got such a wide range of skill sets, because then everyone's just waiting for like the weakest link in the chain to catch up with everybody. Totally. Totally. Schnitzel, do you play golf? No. Tried it once, like played like pro golf. And I actually liked it, but it's just where I grew up in Switzerland, there's not many golf yeah, like yeah. fields. And so but everybody tells me I should start. So maybe that's a good reason to do it. It's funny, and I, and we'll get into the show here in a second. Um these subgroups within Bitcoin are so fascinating to me. Like from uh, the carnivore community to the you know wellness community to the cycling community to the running community to now this golf community. I created a type form like I think it's bitcoinpark.typeform.com forward slash golfers, and I think just to see what the demand of like you know interest would be. I think we're over a hundred registrants now. Awesome and. Uh, yeah, which is really cool. And it was actually funny because I'll ask for their, um, what's called a GIN, G-H-I-N, Golf Handicap Index Number. Some people are like, what's that? <laughs> I'm like, okay. And the other pers <laughs> person's like, uh, doesn't matter, I'm a professional. And like they legit are a club professional. And then I'll also ask in the type form, like, what's your favorite drink? Because we had like drink stations set up on the course with their favorite drinks that they um, – had so from like transfusions to Coors Light, there was. I'm not gonna dox them. Somebody asked for a Bud Light, which was interesting. I don't know if they were trolling me or they're, <laughs> but um, so dumb, yeah. <laughs> but uh, what was I getting out there? Um, oh, somebody was like, Oh, uh, I drink shit coiners tears. I'm like, Good response, <laughs> you know, I'm like gonna prioritize like the funny responses up and uh. Uh, up the waiting list. So, anyways, it was a really fun day. And um, But yeah, man, I am. The vacation was great. I am so stoked. I'm so bummed not to be on the pod. But we literally were driving right, and with the four kiddos and my wife being like, "We're on the road." I'm like, "Fuck me." Okay, I can't do that. But you don't have a Starlink on your car to like. Uh, do you have kids, Schnitzel? No, I have two dogs. Okay. So I have many kids, four, and the eco does not want that smoke uh, in the background, nor do I want that smoke while my wife is driving and I'm trying to be somewhat intelligent. Um, it's just a lot. Yeah, no, you can't focus on anything when there's kids in the room. Like, you're <laughs> literally in the we're, car. We're negotiating with terrorists. 
for yeah. five oh, hours. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like all bets are off. Everything is on the table, and they know it. I know. Well, first of all, actually, yeah, it just it's bad news bears. And it, it's even more fucked up than like a a, a regular terrorist negotiation <laughs> situation because you're responsible for keeping that terrorist alive throughout the negotiations. <laughs> so like, you're also like looking out for their best safety while trying to like make these ridiculous compromises with them. It's just, man, yeah, you can't focus on anything. And then you have multiple negotiators. They're like, they're offering something, and you're like, wait, wait, that was like, we don't offer that just yet. We gotta hold, <laughs> hold the line. <laughs> oh man, but that's good deal. All right, Schnitzel, it's an honor to have you. Uh, Eco actually put me on, uh, put you on my radar. I should have been probably following you a long time ago. Um, and then with the conference blowing up and uh what you were doing there we're like we got to get this guy on the pod and get him involved with the telehash and all of our we have like 1500 strategic business business initiatives between me and eco this is one of them um and so we need to get you into our our ecosystem and it's all dude i i first found you on twitter when you were heating your airstream your pull behind camper with the with the S9 in the Tupperware container. And uh, that project caught my attention because I just thought it was so innovative and resourceful and such a good use of using that heat from the miner. And so that's when I started following you. And then since then, dude, you've just like, man, you've had your foot on the gas pedal just building. And it's just awesome to see everything you're coming up with. And so... I know you're, you've got a ton of experience under your belt now. Um, I mean, I've probably been following you for at least a year or longer and, um, dude, just keep up the good work. And I would like to just have you share some of your experience and knowledge with our listeners today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was, you know, it's like this when you start something and you just can't let go and specifically with mining, like you walk around in your house and you see anything that produces heat and your brain immediately goes there. It's like, how can we get a miner in there? That's basically what I do. Like it's just like <laughs> it's just walking around and seeing new ideas. And yeah, that's how like the that's how the airstream started. Uh, one of the problems is so my wife and I we used to travel um, full time in airstreams, and um, in very cold places you end up actually running out of propane a lot because you heat the airstream with propane, and most places, like, either they maybe have a propane tank or you have to drive for, like, half an hour. But the cool thing is they all have electrical power all the time because these these rigs, they use 30, 50 amp, 240 volts sometimes. And I was like, you don't really pay for the electricity. Like, you pay, like, for the stand, maybe, like, $20, $30. But how much energy or how much electricity you use doesn't really matter. And I have these S9s at home that heat my garage. So could I maybe also do this? And so, yeah, it just... Like like you said, got like a tote bo uh, storage box, put the S9 inside um, and uh, routed the exhaust into the Airstream, like into the regular fan that of the propane heater um, and just figured out how I can just run the fan, but not the propane burner. So to circulate the air. And that was it. That's awesome. Literally like two weeks before we left. To our wedding, actually. <laughs> <So> <laughs> nice. We, we got married in Colorado and we took the Airstream there. 
And I was like, oh, we're going to run out of propane again. I'm going to figure this out. And it, it worked pretty well. And fun fact, it actually got too hot sometimes because during the day, um, so we had like one day it was like 85, 90 degrees inside the airstream when we came back from skiing. So that wasn't oh, that wow. good. Um, but yeah, we, we still used propane during the night because 1S9 wasn't enough, specifically if it's like 15, 20 degrees outside. They're not very well insulated, unfortunately. Um, so we still used a little bit of propane, but uh, way less. And I just built this, put it on Twitter, and then yeah, the this like the storm came of like so many people want to know how this was built, how it works, and yeah, you know, then I just couldn't stop. And just do you still have the airstream? Yeah, nice. Yep, that's awesome. When did you first get into mining? So it sounded like you had the S nines. You had already been mining before you started re reusing or capturing the heat how when do you get into mining and kind of when did you realize that the heat was a resource you could utilize so i got into mining like at the soup like i started bitcoin like 2013 um super early where you just could like run your notebook overnight and the next morning you had like three bitcoin on your computer that was but i did not understand at that time like what this is going to be so i I don't know where they are. They're probably on some old notebook somewhere on a trash. I don't know, really. Um, I came back to mining, I think, like in 1718, when like the first ASICs became a thing. And I just looked at it and I thought about maybe buying one, then didn't. And then again in 21, yeah, I was that. Then I really fell into the rabbit hole of money and all that stuff. And I... I heard about ASICs, and so I was like, okay, I'm maybe maybe going to buy one. And I found on Facebook Marketplace somebody that sold an S3. So that's a really, or an, I think, a A3 or M3, whatever, like an older, older Bitmain model. And I just got that one for a couple of dollars and ran it in my garage, and it heated it a little bit. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Let's go into the next level. Bought an S9, plugged it in, and realized, oh, fuck, this is loud. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so then bought a squirrel fan. Like I basically just went and checked out, okay, what other fans could I do? Uh, found a squirrel fan for like um, a house heating system. Uh, plugged that one in and that was a little bit better. And then that's how I heated the garage. Um, that's what I then also used for the S9 on the road. So the because that was another concern that it's too loud. Uh, like if you have like an Airstream and there's like an S9 outside, it's just like super loud. I mean, the neighbor's definitely going to tell you very fast. Um, and that's when, and at that point I was always like, okay, but could we replace the fan? So last year at Bitcoin Miami, I met um, Barminer, Tech Engineer oh, and yeah. other folks and they talked about immersion and we saw these massive immersion tanks that were at the conference. And um, specifically Tech Engineer, he's, he already started heating his pool. And so that's when I fell into the immersion stuff. And I was like, okay, now we can actually do this completely silent. And that's when the water heater came, the house heater, the pool, yeah, all of that. Besides now becoming a hot tub Bitcoin mechanic full time, what, what's your background uh, before doing all this? I, I'm a software engineer. Um, I I run comp like right now. I don't write that much code anymore. I'm mostly like running a uh, companies. But my background is um, software engineering and network engineering. Um, but I was always 
people always ask me like, yeah, if I'm like a, a, like an electrical engineer or something, and I say like, no, I just I have a YouTube account, a screwdriver, and I'm not afraid of electrical shocks. Yeah. Um, also, now I live in the US. It hurts less than in Europe because one ten and two twenty like it's different. <laughs> but um, no, it's just like I. I just tried to understand things. Like my parents always told me, I always took stuff apart, even though I definitely was not able to build, build, build them back together as like a seven or eight year old. Um, just fascinated how things work. And mining is, it's just at the, at the edge of like what you, or like specifically immersion, it's just at the edge that you don't need very specific knowledge. I mean, it's all just plumbing and electrical stuff. Like you find all that knowledge on YouTube. Um, just watch videos on how packs works and how different pumps work. And that's the fascinating part for me is that you can literally just go into a Home Depot or Lowe's, buy all the tools and build something at your home uh, with yeah, gaining the knowledge by yourself. And um, we're definitely getting though now at a point that I'm realizing like, okay, now I maybe need to learn more. Like if we talk about HVAC systems and I want to research actually how we could use the heat to actually cool a house as well. Um, stuff like that. And so now we're getting like into very specific knowledge, but again, it's all out there. You just need to spend the time to learn it. Dude, it doesn't take a whole lot to just get something up and running that, that has a meaningful impact on your home environment. Yeah, totally. And it's funny. I bet you now, Schnitzel, you ask like some specific, when your HVAC guy comes by the house to fix something or your plumber comes by, you're like, you're full of shit, man. Like, what are you <laughs> here? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's definitely the concern that, like, I mean, I do all my plumbing stuff myself so nice. far. So it's, I have not had a plumber since quite some time in the house. Um, but it's it's a it's a little bit a concern that yes, if we have an actual problem that I can solve myself, and they open like my utility closet that it's like yeah. full of miners and LEDs <laughs> and like additional pipes that don't make sense. That we they're need like to call eh, NSA no. stat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we yes, got a live so, one here, folks. Yes, yeah. It was actually funny um, at Bitcoin Miami, like at the conference the day before. I rolled in like all the stuff, and we had to convince the conference center that we can set this up. And there was all these concerns. And the first thing they saw is that there goes an electrical cable, goes into a liquid, <laughs> and you see people like jumping out and say like, this is completely unsafe. Like we're never gonna, and then I had to explain them that this is oil, a dielectrical fluid, and it's all grounded and stuff. But we're definitely at the point that some people are super interested, like, Professionals like plumbers, electricians, HVAC people, they look at this and they're like, you can see their gears turning and That's say like, cool. oh, wow, this is going to be the future. And then you have other people that basically turn around 180 degrees and run as fast as they can. That's so dang fascinating. I, I think we just, maybe Eco, do we just keep rolling? And uh, Yeah, I want, I want to hear about your experience at the conference. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Tell us about what uh, Bitcoin 2023 was like and and tell us what you had set up there so the whole thing started actually at pacific bitcoin in la in november last year um where i got invited to speak about home mining and i was like you know the thing that always i struggle with or what people struggle with is they never see it like we always talk about mining and people think for home mining like you need it's like shipping container size mm -hmm. or something like that and so 
I decided to actually bring my little space heater. So it's an S9 that is oil-cooled, that has the fan. It looks very steampunky. It's just like built together. Um, but that's one of the projects that I completely open source. So there's videos online on how to build it. And I was like, let's bring it to the conference. Let's just see if this works. Put it on in a suitcase with the oil and everything. And luckily got through TSA. It had like three different like leaflets in it. <laughs> <laughs> so Damn. I think it got opened multiple times because, you know, there's cables and there's NAS9 specifically with like the PCIe Express cables and everything. It looks dangerous. But we got it at the conference and um, we just ran it like um, one of the ex um, sponsors there just had like a, a recharge lounge. So they had some plugs and because it runs at 120 volts, we just had the miner there running and, and hashing. And somebody from the conference came, from the B B BTC Miami came aside. And I was like, hey, could you bring this to Miami? And I was like, actually, I have something much better. Yeah. I could bring a hot tub. <laughs> um, because that was the time that my system, the house heating system that heats the house, the water, and the hot tub was ready. And me living in Virginia, I was like, okay, I could drive down to Miami. And so it took quite some time, like the coordination with these conference centers, yeah. I, I cannot imagine how much um, they had to do to convince all the different, like the producing company and the electrical company and the fire marshals and all these things that somebody can bring literally a Walmart cooler, because that's what my system is right now, with electrical things plugged in together to heat a hot tub where people will be in it with 240 volts. Like, so there was a lot up front that we had, like I took videos of the whole system and I explained how it works and stuff like that. Um, so I was always in coordination with them, uh, with the conference organizers, which were awesome. So should, shout out to these, people, nice. these guys there. They did an awesome job. And then, yeah, I drove down. So Virginia, Miami took like 16 hours over two days. I put, I took my whole house system. So I literally took it out of the house. I had to disconnect it. Had to connect all the regular water heater again because my wife still was like wanted to have hot water and stuff. <laughs> and so packed it all in the car, drove down there and yeah, walk up the day before and like, and I, I roll in the, the Walmart cooler with like cables that are sticking out and stuff like that. There's a group of like electrical engineers and the producing, the producer of the conference and stuff like that. And they all look at me and say like, no way, you're not going to run this. Whoa. And I was like, oh no. They brought and in so, electrical engineers? Yes. Dude. Yes. And so... I just explained them the whole system. Like, yeah. you know, it's this typical thing that like somebody sees something and has exactly. a lot of, like they just, they assume they know how it works. And I explained them how it works, that like the miner is in oil. Um, I showed, I had the package of the dielectrical fluid, um, like, so like all the labels were on it. So they like that. Um, then like, and just like we, it was basically a negotiation. Like yeah. we said what we want to do and they're like, no, you can't do that. Okay, but wait, if we move the pump over here and the heat exchanger over there and if we, and they're like, okay, yes, you can do this. And then like, they wanted to like have the miner completely enclosed, like that you cannot even see it where it's running. But of course, like the whole thing of seeing it. So we mm -hmm. agreed, okay, if we put it behind like a little um, separate area, 
and things like that. So it was like a negotiation over hours um, where I set up the system. They came and looked and said like, okay, yeah, you can do it this way or not. And then eventually they're like, okay, yeah, you're good. You're good to go. Wow. Um, and yeah, we we heated the 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 water to 107 degrees. Nice. Actually, it got fun enough. Um, like an S19 creates 4,000 watts. And to like heat the little hot tub, like there was like a hot tub for three people. It's way too warm. Like it got to 120 degrees. And at one point, like the the bubble maker, like the thing that makes the bubbles in the hot tub turned off because it was too hot. So I actually <laughs> had to like underclock the miner and oh, stuff. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Um, nice. But yeah, during the day, we just heated the hot tub um, and nobody believed it that it's possible. Like that's like the same story. People woke up and I had a little iPad that showed in real time the, the temperature of the hot tub. And they're like, 107 degrees, I don't believe you. And so they put their hand into the water and realize, oh, wow, it's, it's not hot, but it's warm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then and they're like, hey, wow, is this heated? And then like I showed them the actual miner and you can see like all, like I don't know how many people we blew their minds on that day, but it has to be at least five, 600 people that That's... came up and said like, they A, have never seen a miner, B, were not aware how this is possible. And also, so the people that have a little bit of understanding, they're like, this is so simple. Like, yeah. it's right. not that complicated. And yeah, of course, the biggest question was, how can I buy this? Yeah. And so from that, now, what's your life been like? My life has been like, my email address is basically full of people saying, hey, I want this. Um, yeah. So it's me and a, and a friend of mine um, that um, he, um, his name is Porter. He is in Canada. And together we know each other from tech stuff from before. So we're working on this together and figuring out. Um, we have a little, we don't have a company yet, but we call it Nakamoto Heating Solutions. Nice. Um, because we realized just using it under our name, specifically if you want to work with companies, they're really freaked out if you don't have a company name. So that's basically um, the thing. And what we're looking at right now is to create something that is like a kit um, that you could order or you could buy. We will ship you all the pieces you need. So it will probably be an enclosure, mm -hmm. the oil, the pumps, um, the heat exchangers and things like that that you then with a local plumber can install in your house. That's the end goal. Because one of the things we see is that you need to plug this into your current system. And for that, you need to understand how your current system works. So you need a plumber, or you can also learn it yourself. Like that's what I did. But most people, they probably don't want to spend like watching 20 hours YouTube videos on how plumbing works. Um, and that you can basically work with a local plumber that can install this. Um, and we're probably going to have different sizes because some people only want to heat their their pool. Like they maybe have like a 30,000 gallon pool or they have a hot tub or they also want to heat their house or some people want to heat their driveway. The idea is maybe to have like different systems with basically different amount of miners. That's yeah. what, that's really the, the difference. Um, and what I'm doing right now is to basically look at is there an enclosure that already exists there are companies out there that build these enclosures they're not really made for house heating they're more or just like for immersion cooling um like industrial style but i would like to reuse one of them for like house heating and then do a couple of test installations probably where i live just because it's like nobody has ever done this before so you basically just plug it in and see what happens so there's a lot back and forth 
Um, but eventually the idea is, yeah, to have these kits that you could order online, work with a local plumber and heat your house. I freaking love that. Dude, that's exciting. I hope I hope that takes off. I sincerely do. Thank you. Yeah. Here's just one, now thinking on the business side, one suggestion. It doesn't matter your specialty. There is a conference associated to that specialty. There's probably some plumbing com- convention somewhere. You need to go get to those organizers and be like, hey, here's the thing. I'm a crazy guy, but you guys are crazy too. Let me just demo this for people because I love the kit idea. And instead of selling through to the end individual, that's like way too complicated, doesn't have a relationship with a plumber, but then you sell into the plumber and the plumber's got the kit. They can mark it up to, you know, to what they, and then be like, Hey, I got a value add for you that I can do as an install. And you're like, and the person, you know, like you talk to 10 people, one or two or Bitcoiners like, Oh, fuck. Yes. I want to do that. Let's, let's rock and roll. Yeah, because that's that's basically like I had so many people that said like I will fly you out to my house, yeah, I will I pay a hotel, yeah. I will buy everything that you can install this in my house, and that's not so much a problem. Like my system, I could literally build now in a day. Like I've done it now multiple times. The problem is, who do you call yeah. on Sunday morning when you want to take a shower and there's no there's no hot water anymore, or you suddenly have a leak of oil in your house? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the problem. Like that's what people need to understand. We're using existing tools, but they're not like we don't have much experience on like using that. Um, like I've tried multiple seals and some of the seals are good with the oil and some of them are not. And so it, that's that's exactly why I would like to have these house owners to work with a plumber that has installed the system so they can call them if they have a problem. And totally. it shifts that liability off of your shoulders. Exactly. Yeah. You yes. know, because if you're flying out to someone's house and doing the install, then it's like... You know, yeah. you're kind of putting you're you're exposing yourself to some risk there, a certain Correct. level of risk. Yeah, yeah you got to be like, show me your CV and show me how you've actually installed like your own toilet before. If you haven't done that, like you know, I can't like bring <laughs> yeah, there's your There's got to be some yeah. prerequisites here. Oh, I, I, a hundred percent. Because the last yeah. thing you want is like schnitzel, like you know, just installed this like piece of shit, like proof of staking, uh, <laughs> you know, solution over here, um, and he just left me with like a freaking bag. Um, but I couldn't agree more. Like I'm even thinking about it. For, I don't have a hot tub in my house, uh, nor the space for it. But if I did. I would have my handyman first and foremost that I call for everything. Be like, Danny, come with me. Schnitzel, we got to like jam like on a call or a Zoom and like explain everything. And once you're trusted local person that you can call at 2 a.m., you know, or 6 a.m. or whatever, that's, you know, shit going wrong. And then the other thing that's cool, um, Schnitzel, is like, here are all the 10 things in the worst case scenario that could happen. And here's some solutions that you can do. Like, what's the valve switch just to turn off all the water? Do you know where that's located? Yeah. No? Okay. Well, here's now a red, like, you know, uh, button, <laughs> yeah. like around this, like, turn uh, this off if yeah. shit goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And th- that's the thing. Like, I mean, you, you said you don't have a hot tub, but like, Actually, the next, one of the things that that we might actually focus on first is uh, is hot water. Like everybody has a hot water heater, and one oh, of the interesting things is you need this all year long. Like the hot tub, you might not want to use it in the middle of the winter, um, and the hot water is just like it uses a lot of energy. Most people don't know this, but if you have like electrical water heater, 
that's probably 50% of your electrical bill is just that water heater. And so that's the, like, maybe that's the next, that, that we maybe focus on these first. Um, so there's a lot to figure out and things. But yeah, if there are any plumbers out there that want to learn about this, like, please, like, ping me on Twitter or any way, other way, because I really want to work with you because that's that's how we're going to scale this system. And I also really like the approach that, like, working with actual plumbers that, like proof of work in terms of like they really want to go this route down um, and really want to learn about it um, because I think that's going to be the plumbers of the future that know how to install these systems. I'm, I'm just Googled uh, plumbing trade shows for 2023. Let's go, <laughs> Schnitzel. We're, we're, we're getting our... I've not, I've not thought about that part, but you're right, yes. Um, yeah, because, totally. you know, fun fact about the electrical engineers that I worked at in Miami, after the conference, the ones that I worked with that gave me all yeah. the shit... They were the ones that showed all the other people how it works. Awesome. Engineers, plumbers, everyone's just curious. And they're like, shit, this works? This way? Like, and they're like problem solvers like you. Like, they want to break things down and then build them back up. And then you're showing them a new way in this whole new dynamic. And it's like sparks their curiosity where they want to, you know, continue. So good on you. Yeah. Schnitzel, you want to go through the state of the network with us? Sure, let's do it. All right. Let's uh, give a shout out to the people who have been pointing us hash rate. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, which is 100% audience supported, we don't have any sponsors, you can point some of your hash rate to us using any Lincoin pool URL. And then type in pod two fifty six for the worker appended with dot whatever your alias is, and if you use like your Twitter handle for example, then we can give you a shout. We can butcher your name for you totally, and give you a shout out uh, during the podcast. And then we'll also give you a live audience link, which I'll send to you prior to the next show's recording, and then you can watch the video stream of us recording the podcast. Uh, because the video stream doesn't get published, just the audio gets published. So this week we had Bikes and Bitcoin. We had an entity called Lonely Pumpkins. And then we had Business Cats podcast, Rock, Paper, Bitcoin. And then we have a new entity called uh, Blizzabler. And I I tried (laughs) looking them up on Twitter. I didn't find anybody. So Blizzabler, if you're out there listening to this, ping us and, and we can say hi. Uh, and then we've got another new entity, and <laughs> I have a suspicion that this might be you, Schnitzel. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's Karen Storage 120 volt single board T19. Is that uh, you? It is not. No, it's, it's not, not you. Okay. Because no. <laughs> I noticed, name, <laughs> I noticed you were also mining with like that. Was it like the Loki board and the the 120 volt? Correct. Uh, conversion so you can just run a single S19 board. We'll get into that. But (laughs) I guess um, I hope someone is like gorilla mining in a storage unit somewhere off 120 volt power using a single board T19 and a Loki board. 100%. All right. So I'm just going to kick this off with uh, bitrar.com, the difficulty estimator. The latest block height is 794481. The current difficulty is 52.3 trillion. That's up from 51.2 trillion last difficulty epoch. Uh, 
And we are currently 178 blocks into epoch number 394. And so the previous retarget happened yesterday. Uh, and that was a positive 2.1, almost 2.2% adjustment. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, let's see as of right now, you know, we're only like one day into this, but we're 3.4 blocks ahead of schedule. So not skipping a beat here. So during, um, this week, we've had a number of folks in town. So we had Satoshi Energy, uh, Standard Bitcoin, Grid. Um, Tom, who else am I forgetting about? Giga? Giga, yeah, Giga Energy was in. And um, there were some interesting panels and discussions around hash rate that's sitting on the sidelines. Not only just miners sitting on the sideline, but actual, actual like infrastructure that's ready to go. Um, once the economics get in a little bit of a better spot. Mm, so I know, I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but, and it's just, it's so fascinating. I mean, I, I don't even know what, like price is actually below 25K I just saw. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how this uh, plays out. I, I, I see this like small 2%, 3% slow grind uptick uh, happening for quite some time. And then next thing you know, ego plugs in and we're up to like, you know, 70 trillion. Yep. Stand by, <laughs> but don't hold your breath. <laughs> All right. Looking at hash rate. Uh, this is coming from mempool.space. The current hash rate is printing 373 exahash on the 14 day moving average. That is just slightly below a recent and new all-time high of 379, three, 380 exahash. And um, yeah. 400 is knocking. We're going to get Yeah, there. right? It's crazy. What do you think, Schnitzel? When are we going to hit 400 exahash? We love predictions on this show, by the way. I mean, in the current rate, I don't know, in maybe already the next difficulty adjustment or mm. maybe a week later after that, it's... The longer I see this going up, I I feel like something is going on that we don't know about. And eventually we're gonna learn what it is. But like just the amount that it goes up, I just feel like I can't um explain this with just saying, oh, all the all the XPs are gonna be shipped out. Like that's what I'm hearing most. It's like, why is it going up? Oh, it's just like all these XPs that are now replaced by um by the big miners. But I feel like there is more because it's just it just goes up and up and up and up nonstop. Yeah, like who are these people that have the resources to run that much infrastructure and, you know, how much are they paying for electricity and what situation are they in where it like still makes sense for them to be mining Bitcoin right now? Because it's the economics are, are rough, right? I, I met some people at Miami. They pay 1.5 cent for a kilowatt. Jeez. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna need to see receipts. So, I mean, if you are there, you could literally like use an S9, and it's gonna be massively profit. Yeah, but th th are that's they probably on grid? off grid. Yeah, it it's probably a combination of both. But it's wow. just like I think there's places that have so cheap energy that are now started to be tapped now, and mm -hmm. that's really how I can explain this. But yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm just thinking about like 
if you're on grid and paying like less than two cents, like I'm not telling anybody. I'd just be like fucking doing my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing a podcast. I'm not doing anything. I'm just installing <laughs> we're, we're a We're not friends. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're going to see me jacked up racking and stacking machines. Um, but then the off-grid side, possibly, but then the intermittent, and then there's another complexity associated to that. Um, but I, what I've been seeing and hearing as well um, it's just like the cost per kilowatt is increasing or in maintaining as well as increasing, um, not decreasing in any stretch of the imagination. But on the XP side, there's a just so much inventory on the XP side that's now that it's economical to plug those in and there's a tax advantage situation to buy those machines to then plug those in. So they're like, yeah, I'll buy the nine cents a kilowatt because I'm still at whatever, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, I don't know what the, the the price per terahash is on on those or the hash price on those is, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. I wish if you have that guy's information, love to talk to him. I'm a friendly person. One and a half cents. I'm a good person. Just. Uh, <laughs> I know miners. I think he wants to build a very big hot tub. So yeah. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, dude. Tangent. Okay. Here, another pro tip tangent for you, real quick. What do you love to do? Like I, in, for example, I enjoy uh, playing golf. I enjoy um, going to cool concerts. I enjoy like going to nice like tr trying random weird shit. Find out whatever you love to do. And if it's in the city and that person like has access to like, I don't know, fucking a really cool golf course, you're like, all right, yeah, uh, for this value for value price and uh, we play golf and like my wife, we go to this concert because like our favorite band is playing. Like that's the way you – like I have a friend who's a pretty – becoming a big-time musician and he'll tweet out like the city that he's going into is like, oh, anyone up to, you know, play golf with me? His DMs get flooded with the craziest and coolest golf courses that people are inviting him to play with him on. I'm like, what a great hack. And he goes and plays them. Nice. So that's, you know, as you're going to look at uh, hot tub installations, you know, be like, oh, cool. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Never been. That'll be cool. Um, you know, come to Nashville, Tennessee. And we'll end with like what our me and Eco's offer is to you, by the way, because we have a pretty good offer for you. Sounds good. And tangent. Are you going to try and sell them on the one exahash? Well, is that what you're alluding to? Well, we have Eco, so many offers out there. I lose yeah, track. I just, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, as well as part of the um, what do they call it? Like a ride along uh, as part of your. Uh, purchase order for these um you know your kits be like so hey you, you, you sell them a kit and then they got a point a percent of their hexahash or their hash to our pool <laughs> for the telehash that we're doing so it's like yeah i love it you know that's one and then we got a couple more in the in the pipeline for you you always got an ace up your sleeve. It's like, you know, when you wear those wear those coats with all the Rolexes inside and you're like, hey, <laughs> you got this. Oh no, you're a silver Rolex guy. Okay, here, here's I got the silver on this side. <laughs> for you. Well, you kind of alluded to it, but the uh ASIC price is looking at hashrateindex.com. The 
ASICs with 25 joules per terahash or better are trading at $20.89 per terahash. And that's down slightly from about $21, $23 in the last couple of weeks there. So yeah, I think the the market is repricing those appropriately because uh, that price has done nothing but come down. But yeah. What do you think? Are you still stacking ASICs, Snitchell? I started stacking S19s. Yeah, I have... I ended up having so many S9s because all my system is based on S9s. So I started to give them out. That's the true, yeah. uh, the two traveling S9s that are pointed to you sometimes, depending yeah. on whatever the people are doing. Um, by the way, uh, tangent, um, if, you, if, you re- if you name your miner in Lincoln, it looks like capitalization if you enter it like in brains. It doesn't actually end up in Lincoln. So I try to make it easy for you, Eco, to figure out that it's called traveling <laughs> S9. But I think the capital S didn't go through. Right. So Tim, use dashes to separate words when you use minor names so that Eco can name your, your minor correctly. Yeah, please try and use the phonetic spelling for me because I, <laughs> yeah, I will so that's, just that's read the, it as it looks. Yeah, so that will be my tension. Um, but yeah, he, I'm started to handing out S9s because yeah, just like just give people, give one they can plug it in at home. Um, but I'm I'm switching all my system to to S19s. Um, but it looks like people are saying I should actually start with Watts miners as well. So we'll see what's happening over the next couple of weeks. But I think yeah, if you if anybody is out there and thought about getting a miner, I would say right now is a good time. I'm not sure we're going to see these low prices ever again. Yeah. Ooh, good prediction. By the way, double tangent. Uh, sending an S9 as like a, a out to a prospective potential customer or install customer and say, hey, install this in your home and then point it to this mining pool and so on, and then just show me that proof of work that you actually know, like you should do some work beforehand before you want to go down this endeavor. And they'll hear it go loud as fuck, and then they'll maybe break it down and be like, wait, how do I even access? How do I point to the mining pool? And let them do the research and some work. And then when they go to that next level, like schnitzel, I'm in. Send me the YouTube links. Fuck you. I don't need your, like, <laughs> kit. Like, just, like, I'm going to do this myself. Yeah, they have yeah, to. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. They got to run an S9 and install a toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, looking at brains.com or insights.brains.com for the hash value and hash price. They are currently at a 251 sats per terahash per day hash value or a hash price of 6.3 cents per terahash per day. So let's see, could kind of do some quick math there and say, you know, if you're paying, what was it? $21 a terahash times mm-hmm. what? 130 terahash. So 2,700 bucks for that S19 XP, right? And then you divide that by 0.0, what I say, 0.63 cents. Yep. Yeah, so per terahash per day times divided by 100, what I say, 130 terahash. <laughs> so carry the one. <laughs> Caught a niner in there, Eco. Yep, and this is how you get, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if, you know, we're getting close to, being able to pay off your miner by by the time we got 
the next halving coming up, which is like 316 days away, according to bitcoinblockhalf.com. So, so sorry, what was your cost of electricity on that? Oh, I was just doing, I didn't oh, you're factor just doing in the cost yeah. of okay. electricity. You're just doing total revenue. Like how much yeah. Bitcoin you're making per day. So Got it. And that, that was even XP? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the big question like that I'm always asking. Like, should we now, as home miners that use them for like read, heat capture, that maybe don't run all the time, does it really make sense to go with the XPs? Or should we buy the second generation S19s type of thing? And I still believe... As home miners, we're actually better off if the S19 specifically for use to heat for something else. Right. Hmm. Yeah. If you're use if you're like spending the money on heat, but then like getting some sats back on the back end, that I think that's the winning situation for a lot of people. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, right now you're, you know, if you're just and you know, you gotta keep in mind, like everyone is thinking hash rate is just going up and to the right. You know, you're you're getting over your skis a little bit by about 50 days. It would take you like 50 days longer than you have until the halving to earn your money back on that on that S19 XP yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah, so, I just checked um Kaboomerex sells an S19J Pro 104 terahash for $1,400. And you need to okay. buy one minimum. So right. that's I've, like that's the lowest price that I've seen so far for one individual one. If you used to buy like a hundred, yeah, you get lower prices. But yeah, God, not to like dissuade you from this, but like the complexity of all these different variables that you gotta now provide. Even a machine. What if like the machine like cops out in like you know a month or something, or the fan breaks down? Like there's some there's so many. That's why I love the like sending them an S nine because let's say the fan you know busts within like a month. At least they'll figure out how to like fix that fan, hopefully. Yeah, you don't want your setup to be so fragile that any little hiccup just completely wrecks your life. Totally. Yeah, but that, I think that's, that's why I like the immersion stuff as well. Is I feel the machines are much happier um, sitting in oil. Um, you also, you don't, you don't have the fans anymore, so that's another piece that, that can't fail. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely like, yeah, there's a risk. Like, if the miner breaks for whatever reason, yeah, you have to pay another, at least right now, you pay $2,000. Who knows? Maybe the S19s are going to be 10K again right. at one point. Um, so that's going to be a expensive repair. Yeah. And I will say, like, actually, we at the meetup last night, there was an older couple. They now have a business that is repairing ASICs here locally. Came up to me and Tom and chatted with us. Huh. Like, I think we're going to see more of these folks popping up, which is just so dang cool. Yeah, I'm surprised there's not more ASIC repair shops around, to be honest with you. I mean, I might be biased just because I'm like so immersed in the like Bitcoin mining space that I think I, I kind of think everyone in the world is on the same page. Yeah. But I, I think maybe if I step back a little bit, I kind of realize that it is still a really small and niche market. There were a couple of companies at, at my at Bitcoin Miami, and I think that's the first time that I've seen actual repair shops there. Yep. Um, but no, I think it's a it's a very undersupplied market right now. Yeah, totally. Like Navier, which is in Kentucky, they do it at scale. And then there's 
Did you know, Ego, that uh, Bitmain and uh, MicroBT offer a, like a certification course on like repair? Okay, yeah. And so like all these guys are coming up to like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm Bitmain certified. I'm actually micro uh, going through the process for MicroBT certification, blah, blah. Like if you don't, you know, college is not your thing and you're trying to figure out life right now, folks, like go get one of those certificates, uh, certifications, and then just go get out in the field. One really cool thing about the park, actually, that happened a month ago. We had a young guy here who's been volunteering, uh, driving in and helping us with the park. And we have a new member who's doing ASIC installations at different sites and so on. And he's like, Rod, do you know anyone that could help me? Like, I just, I got a big project. I need some trustworthy folks. And I just pinged a couple people. Next thing you know, they're on planes, this guy included, and they're going and it was West Texas or Central Texas, and just do, racking and stacking machines. No prior experience, just loves Bitcoin, wants to learn about Bitcoin mining. And now- And they weren't flying scheduled either. Oh, I think they flew scheduled. Yeah. I mean, eco, everyone can't live like you. Do, do you typically fly scheduled, Schnitzel? What's scheduled? Yeah. Ooh, ouch. This is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nobody flies scheduled, Rod. <laughs> it's uh, another bad inside joke between me and Eco. Um, how you learn? <laughs> you just learn how to, how to fly planes yourself. Then you like you know. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Right. So that's a really good like you know comparison. Like you want to learn how to fly a plane. You know, you want to learn how to do your plumbing and so on. I feel like you want to just get to like really good enough but then trust the person that their livelihood is dedicated to flying a plane. Like I got so much shit in my head that I got to worry about from like these kids to these businesses and so on. I would love to learn how to fly a plane and God forbid like pilot goes down and they're like, Rod, step up. I'm like, not like, you know, saying prayers and be like, God, help everyone had a good life. <laughs> Don't fly scheduled. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's my wife. Every time we fly and they're like, she said like, she gives her a lot of confidence that I could fly the plane, but also she doesn't want me. Like she's yeah, like, yeah. every time that there's something happening, it's like, nope, you're not going to raise your hand. You're not, not going to go and, and land the plane. But the fact that I could, I think it's still. Oh, so do you know how to fly a plane? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's it's awesome. not very hard. You see, now now I'm going to call bullshit on you. You're like freaking some probably super genius. Now you're like, eh, it's not that hard. There's just like, you know, a hundred dials here and they all like, you know, do this thing and you just not, there's no yeah, on but and look, I mean, look at your computer keyboard. There's also a lot of like, like you know, which, which, which thing to Eco click. Eco and like. I can barely enunciate names. Okay. Like <laughs> okay. even the like keyboards, like we're like monkeys on a keyboard. We can, we need Tom to set up the Riverside link for us each week. We need like, this is like an operation now of like a thousand people that just gets us to meet Eco every week to do a podcast. So yeah, then maybe, then maybe not. Oh, our uh, Thursday garbage truck is outside my garage. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a garbage truck. <laughs> yeah, you give me the controls of a plane, and man, I'll take you to Athens, Georgia, when we're supposed to go to Albuquerque. <laughs> Guys, it's the same thing. It begins with an A, you know. Right. It's, it's Everyone chill out. <laughs> yeah. God, so demanding. <laughs> It's my wedding, Eco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, man. All right. Was that the uh, state of the network? That was it for the state of the network. Yeah. All right. Rock and roll. Let's get to the news. And I'm actually super stoked about this one because um, I think this has been a long time in the making. Yeah, we've got uh, from the No Bullshit Bitcoin News Desk, Blockstream's ASIC miner to launch in quarter three of 2024. Uh, so this is a pretty short and um, sparse article on details, but they do mention that uh, Blockstream, the Bitcoin infrastructure company, is making plans to unveil their long-awaited ASIC miner. It's the culmination of years of engineering work around, and they're uh, planning on doing this around the third quarter of 2024, according to Adam Back. And the company raised like $125 million recently. Yep, Th They're planning on raising more money. Uh, and if you recall, prior to all this, they acquired Spawn Dooley's back in 2021. And so they've been using the core team of that manufacturer to get their mining division up and running. And so, yeah, it sounds like they're going to infuse a little bit more money there and then get this all kicked off. Um, it doesn't say anything about Intel chips or like their own proprietary chips or uh, much details along like the technical side of it, but yeah, it sounds like they're working on something that should be here within a year or a little more than a year. TM. The image though looks super interesting. There is one Im rendered yep. image that they sent with, and it's a massive, it's like, it, it, it looks like 19 inch service ra server rack, which totally mm -hmm. makes sense. Um, and like big, like, so it's like, a, like 20 or 30 units height. Hmm. It, yeah, it could be. It's hard to tell. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really know what to make of that. As far as like, it's not. Um, it doesn't have a scale. I'm completely lost here. Yeah, <laughs> they need to have like a quarter in the picture so I can. <laughs> a Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I think it's just interesting that they they go and it's definitely like or i feel like it is um the regular server server rack width because that's coming from the server networking side the fact that all these miners have like these shoebox sizes does not make sense at all um i think what's miner now finally like some of the newer ones they now have like regular standard size but like yeah. in computers in general like everything is these 19 inch server rack stuff right and so as soon as you sell this it's going to be even faster to install because you don't have to now build your own mining setups you can just take existing data centers so like imagine like you're a data center and like i have friends that have data centers they have aisles that are empty. Interesting. Because they have not sold it yet. Mm. So they could just house them while they're selling the rest of it. And then like they plug them in and put actual servers in. And I think that's another like another thing where we have untapped energy usage or things like that, that you can just like now have racks that you can move them in and out. Yeah. Isn't this amazing? Every single which way uh, people are trying to plug in miners, whether you're off-grid, freaking hot tubs, data centers you know, on grid, behind the meat. I mean, everyone is trying to figure out the best way to plug them in. People are trying to figure out different implementations now. And I love this. We need 
absolutely more competition as it relates to the ASIC uh, side. So like, I'm I, whatever we can do to support uh, Blockstream, I think is massive. The thing that scares me a little bit about this um, um, tight press release is that at, in the headline it said. Um, needing to like basically raise more funds which mm -hmm. scares the shit out of me the company expects to raise more capital to fund to fund its mining business it's like dude i mean uh god bless you know like you want to be sailor has some more money is is sailor an investor in blockstream I, I don't know oh, okay <laughs> um i'm i'm rooting for you guys blockstream i really hope like you guys like pull this out and make this fucking a massive, massive success because Blockstream's like the company me as a a Bitcoiner would build. I just like fun devs. Yeah, I want to build a hardware wallet. Let's do that. that mining operation sounds cool. Shit, we need a like a a, a a lightning network. Yeah, let's do core lightning. Um, yeah, let's do liquid network over here. It's just like experiments all over the place and. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Do we have any insight as to who's are they using Intel's chips or did they like stockpile a bunch of chips or That's a good question. Um I'm going to go try to find that out. You would think they would rather than rely. I mean, you can't cuz they're proprietary to yeah, I don't know. Cuz I I thought and I could be wrong. My memory may not be serving me, but I thought I remembered hearing something about Blockstream using Intel chips like when Intel first got into the ASIC game. So I don't know if they had like, like pre-ordered a bunch of chips and like Intel made good on that before they shut down their program. I'm going to, I'm going to shoot a note over to Gary over at Intel, see if he wants to come on and uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Cool. In other news, um, did you guys see this thread from car? I'm help me. Kareem, help me. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Kareem, Kareem, help me. Put together. <laughs> Man, yeah. He put together. Paul, man. <laughs> He put together this thread where he uh, analyzed the like the nouns that specific models of miners were producing, uh, and then was able to like map out what. Hold on, what did you just say? Nounce? It's nonce. <laughs> how do you say? How do you per, how do you pronounce? N o n. Oh, no, no, no. How do you pronounce when you see, like, when you're reading a recipe and following directions and it says to measure out one O U? Ounce. No, this is a misspelling by him. It's spelled N O N C E. Um, wait, hold on. So let me. Wait, or, or maybe you uh, fat fingered it in our notes. It's actually nonce. <laughs> <laughs> and you're misspelled. All right. I, I will not do a poll on this. It was misspelled for you. All right. Please carry on. So it's nonce then. It is nonce. That okay. final answer, correct. Okay. So Kareem Helmy is doing a <laughs> nonce analysis where he's looking at the 
nonces produced by different models of miners and then kind of mapping that out to determine how much hash rate there is on the Bitcoin network from specific models. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it was kind of an interesting thread. I guess they've been working on this for like a year. They do provide a lot of information in the thread, but then to get access to the full article, you have to sign up for something like with your email address. Uh, so I did not do that, um, but there is like a full article that's got the full analysis there. So I don't know. Did you guys see this or and yeah. read that thread? What were your yeah. thoughts on it? Uh, I, I love Schnitzel's thoughts in case you did read the thread or not or taking a quick so look. I, I'm just looking at it now, but does he basically, is he basically saying that some machines are only trying specific parts of the, all of the possible nonces? Yeah, that's kind of the way I understood it. He's basically saying like that in theory, and I'm quoting him here, the solutions to Bitcoin's proof of work nonces should be random and uniformly distributed. But in practice, every major model leaves an identifiable pattern. And so like the way I understand that is, um, yeah, I guess you've got certain certain miners that that don't have a uniform and random distribution against like all possible nonsense mm-hmm. right and so mm-hmm. there is something in there that make them like gravitate to like certain numbered areas and so you can kind of map that out and figure out like okay these i guess like these per- particularities because they're not uniform look like they match this particular model. Interesting. And these particularities that are not uniform um, are distinctly different from this set, therefore they belong to this model. So I I think that's kind of the approach they took there. That's cool. No, that's really, that's, that's, so they can, so based on that, you could figure out like the dominance of each model. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the, of his threats, which is really nice to see. Yeah, so he rented a bunch of different models of miners and then like pulled the shares and figured out what the knots were to like map this all out. And you know, I think that's pretty interesting, but I guess I'm wondering like like how he makes the jump then to determine like what that means for the entire network, right? Cuz like you don't yeah, he's not able to see all of the produced nonces like for the whole network. So I, I don't know. There's just a piece missing in the Twitter thread that is probably in the article that I'm just not seeing because I haven't read the actual article because I don't want to give them my email address. Let's do this, Eco. I think we invite Car, I'm, Hell, My um, onto the pod and we do a deep dive on this because I think there's like, and we'll have them send it to us because I agree. Um, and we'll have Tom, you put in your email address and your SSN and get okay. that report for us. Yeah, I'm already fully docked, so who cares at this point? No, that's <laughs> not the right fucking attitude, Tom. That's not the right fucking attitude. Fair enough. Thank you. Uh, right, Eco? Right, Schnitzel? You can't yeah. just like, be like... Yeah, don't be that way, Tom. He's not. He's, he's just helping us out and then saying... I'm trying to be I'll, helpful, you know? I'm... I'm uh, my real name on Twitter, my real name in my email, like that's just how I operate. So, oh, are, know, we less, are we lesser because we don't do that? No, I'm just saying in terms of who already has the most exposure, 
I'm already oh, out good. there. So you're out there. So I'm when the bullets are flying, we use you as a shield. Is that what you're... Yeah, I've already put myself out there. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, that's what As I'm long saying. as we're like, above boards on that, that's great. I'm trying to protect you. That's right. I'm trying to be protect noble. Protect and serve. And, yes, exactly. Unlike the police. Got it. So uh, we'll do that. I think we covered the news. You want to jump right into the home minor of the week? Yeah, let's give a shout out to... <laughs> Money M K N Mac Hine. <laughs> Money making machine. <clears throat> I guess that's one way of putting it. <laughs> that that if the Queen's English would be the way. <laughs> the way. Lord's English. Yeah. yeah, dude. This guy used. Uh, he made some three D printed air filters, and I thought it was unique because they have this like rounded. Uh, face to them and they butt right up against the fans on what I'm guessing are his S19s. Um, yeah, and it just... Oh, cool. It look, yeah, it looked clean. I don't know if you guys got the tweet pulled up Yep. to see that picture, but but yeah, it was just like a super clean setup and I thought it looked good and it probably works good too. Uh, looking at some of his responses in the tweet thread there, it looks like it doesn't mess up airflow or like slow things down at all. So I just thought that was a great innovative way to filter the air going into your ASICs. Before we get to the question, um, I do want to do this at the mining summit next year and schnitzel you're invited. Uh, fuck, what are the dates? January 17, 18, I want to say, or 18, 19. I should know this off the top of my head. Here in Nashville, Tennessee, hopefully it's not too bad of a drive for you. And um, I want to like all the home miners of the week, uh, Eco, I'll compile them and we'll invite them out. And if it's easy for them or they obviously first and foremost want to, just show like have one of the – like the 1910 building here at the park, like a workshop display area of all the dope home miners from the last year on display and allow them to like – here's my five minutes of how – I mean first of all, like they'll be like – I just want to talk to the other home miners of the, of the week and they're going to just jam with each other on like their learnings and failures and so on, which will be pretty cool. But then you get like so many just plebs and noobs that are going to come in and be like, holy shit, this is cool. Um, I think we should do that. That would be fun. And then we invite them to the telehash and then we get this hot tub going and then we get in perfect ripped shape so it gives us an incentive to get into our best bods here i got i'm still working on a little bit of a dad bod and i'm like i'm gonna tom ta- ta- why are you ferociously nodding your head when i said that <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? like i'm trying to be self-deprecating here and like you're supposed to boost me up not like tell me yeah you got a dad bod double your beer intake rod <laughs> seriously eco is gonna come in and be like 200 uh pounds and be like fuck it this is the best of my the, the best of me let's go um and uh i think that would be cool but hey should we do the question and then we can wrap up and uh jam yeah schnitzel we only had one question from the audience and it was from richard 11409974 on twitter and he writes how are you as a miner prepping for the having? Yeah, so for me, the fact that I reuse the heat um, anyway, 
I'm not really afraid of it, like in that terms. Like it's not something that... So for me, all the sets that I'm producing are basically free, nonetheless, because I would have spent the energy anyway to heat the house, the water, the hot tub, the pool, or whatever. So I already make free sets. And by the way, they're KYC free as well. Um, for um, I guess there's some people that, uh, including me, that this is very interesting. Um, and it will just produce less sets. But I'm like... My electrical bill will stay the same as it always stayed. My hot tub will be the same temperature as it always was. It just will generate a little bit less sets. But that's really it. Like, it's not something that I'm, like, losing sleep over or anything. Um, yeah. And I also believe anyway that, like, what we've seen now with, like, all the ordinals and description stuff and things like that, I feel like a lot of people realize that the actual block reward is going to be more about transaction fees in the future anyway. And so I think I also have hopeful that maybe all the blocks still produce six Bitcoin, even though the reward is maybe at three. So mm -hmm. uh, it's not it's not something I'm really afraid of. And the fact that I I use the heat, like I'm, I'm mining mostly for the heat, the sets just fall out and are a goodie. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's utility in it for you. Yeah. Correct. Totally. And that's like the best way to look at it. And then on the economic side, I, I'm resigned. And now like my mindset's shifted and this makes me sleep even better at night. Today, I hope, you know, or how about this? In 10 to 20 years, I'm going to definitely have way less sats. But my purchasing power knock on wood of those sats will have increased such that I'm able to live the life that I want to live, even though I have technically quote unquote less sats, but I'm creating sat streams, even though let's say I'm making 10 sats today and then next, you know, whatever, in 10 years, I'm making only four sats, but those four sats, that purchase power in 10 years is the equivalent of like 20 sats or 30 sats knock on wood today. Exactly. Yeah. Rock and roll. God willing, man. God willing. Um, Great job today, Eco. Great job, Schnitzel. This was like so much freaking fun. I mean, do we get to really do this, Eco? I mean, we don't make any money, but uh, so that's that, you know, but this is fun. I mean, I get, I'm not quite as excited as you. I'm hung up on mispronouncing nouns. <laughs> You, oh, no. In your defense, in your defense, <laughs> it was spelled N O U N C E. But the I funny was so... thing is, I'm the one who typed that into yeah. the document. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, I'm reading off of that, and then just do what I do. I say always like English is not my first language, so that's easy. You're like oh, I like that excuse. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you do have a distinct accent. Is that Swiss? Uh, yeah. Arkansas? Swiss German. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Jersey. Swiss German. Jersey. I knew it. Yeah, Switzerland has four languages, four official ones, and I'm from the German-speaking part, and we have our own version of German, which is called Swiss German. So the regular Germans, um, like people from Germany, they don't understand the Swiss German, but we do. So it's like the wow. secret language. Dude, I visited uh, Interlock in Switzerland one time place was yeah. amazing dude it is pretty yes yeah yeah i've visited um oh my god what's the like what's the capital zurich, zurich. Okay. zurich. thank you Tom. no uh, yeah. the capital is bern bern that's right oh sorry zurich i flew into zurich but then i went to zug switzerland mm -hmm. where yep. they were trying to build crypto valley i don't know if that's like still trying to be something 
What was amazing to me about the culture um, within Zug, they, so they have cantons, right? Cantons? Yep. The states, yep. yep. Cantone, yep. Cantone. Okay, good. I like that pronunciation. But what, and you get to fact check me because the Zug, may, the mayor of Zug came and presented to us and like was talking about like, you know, all these other things. He's like, culturally, we want to invite people to come live here and then we want to help them assimilate into our culture. So if I go have a house, I buy a house, my neighbor to my left on Monday will come over, you know, with dinner and we'll have dinner and get to know the family. And then they'll give us one piece of advice, which is, okay, uh, the recycling is always on Wednesdays and you put the recycling bin to the left of the mailbox. We all do that. So it's easier for them to go. Okay. And on Tuesday, your neighbor to your right may come over and be like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Nice to meet you. All right. 10 o'clock, no noise. You know, that's what we all agree to in the community. We just know loud noises and no parties and so on. And you do this with all the neighbors. And so you get to know everybody. Then also uh, learn about the not like the local community rules that everyone's kind of like agreed to um, within the community. Is that Sounds fair? Sounds like Switzerland to me. Sounds like Switzerland to you? Okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's a very rule-following um, society, but that is very open to changing the rules. I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. It's so amazing, Eco. I don't know, like when I was there, they actually send out all the laws, I think, in a, um, or all the proposed laws, and you vote, you're, the individuals vote on the laws, right? Am I, am I making this up? Yes. So, so by default, the laws are done by the, by the legislative. So, like, um, either like the, the House or Senate on federal, state, or town level. But you as the people, you can override them anytime. Yeah, that's so So dope. if they vote on something that you don't like, you need to find 100,000 people that say, yeah. yes, we want to vote about this. And then all 8 million people are going to vote about it. Or you can also bring up... So if you, let's say, you want to go there and saying like, I want that every Switzerland buys a miner for everybody at home to mine, you could make a proposal. If you think, I think if you find 50,000 people that sign... Switzerland will vote about this. Oh, interesting. In today's day and age with social media and following a follower, it's so, you know, you get like a microphone, you know, in like a sandbox and you stay in your town square and be like, hey, we need to talk about this. Like send tweet from Schnitzel's account. And you get like, you know, a million views and then 10,000 people engaging in it and rock and roll. So like maybe that's our ask of you, Schnitzel, is we want to have pod 256, um, you know, HQ'd and domiciled in, in Zurich. We'll put a law together. We pay no taxes. We They pay us. Um, we'll put some other riders in there. And uh, maybe the people, we can get them to vote on it. And we need your support. That's good. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> always scheming. I love it. Yeah, always. Um, we would love to bring you back on. That's for first and foremost. Um, we'd love to invite you into January. I'll be there. We'd love to figure out, and I'm like 90% serious about this, uh, a hot tub in the 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 front patio of the park. Um, I know a guy, so I think we'll be good on some of the um, getting access to the buildings and like all the other things. There won't be any electrical engineers getting in your way. <laughs> good. Yeah. But if you need some support, we can, we can muster up some as well. Um, but no, dude, thank you so much for spending time with us. This was an absolute honor and a blast. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, thanks, Schnitzel. I'm glad we finally got to meet via video. Do you want to give listeners uh, direction where they can find you, follow you, see some content you've put out there? Yeah, uh, the easiest is probably my Twitter account, at Schnitzel. Um, I don't post a lot of Schnitzel pictures, sorry, <laughs> but a lot, I post a lot of minor pictures. Um, yeah, I'm, I try to open source as much as I can. Um, and yeah, if you have any questions, ping me on DMs. Um, I try to answer all of them. Uh, my fiat job right now is quite busy, so I'm a bit occupied there, but I promise I will reply, I'll reply to all of them. Dude, awesome. Awesome, man. Well, we're, we're big fans, so thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I just was looking at our notes, and there's uh, font size 24 bold. It says, introduce the fucking guest rod, and I failed to do that again. So maybe I'll, I'll, I'll take a moment to introduce the guest. Uh, maybe I'll pass it to you, Ika, if you want to tee this one up. Oh, maybe we should maybe we should move this text to the top because we just kind of go chronologically <laughs> <know>. here. <laughs> it's like Anchorman. We just go through the list and like we'll read whatever's like put there. Yeah, that, that would be helpful, wouldn't it? All right. Here I'm moving this to the top for you. <laughs>